it is critical. It is critical that people take the vaccines because it doesn't matter if only a few people take it. The only way we get out is as many people take it as possible. Years from now, many people will still be talking about the pandemic. And to be able to say that in your own little way, in your small part, you helped the world to get to a stage where we overcame this pandemic. I think that is the pinnacle of a career in my mind, that you helped make the world better. This is St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Paul Mensa is a big deal in his industry these days. Mensa, a black chemical engineer, is the vice president of Bioprocess Research and Development Group at Pfizer in St. Louis. He led a team of scientists, engineers, and technicians to develop Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine. His team has been responsible for developing and manufacturing the vaccine's DNA starting material and the messenger RNA drug substance of the vaccine. St. Louis Public Radio's Marissa Ann Lewis-Thompson asked Mensa about vaccine supply, getting more black people to take it, and how he learned the vaccine worked. I think it was November 9th. I woke up in the morning and I heard on the news that Pfizer's vaccine was 95% effective. And then when I sat by my computer, there was an email from our CEO and our CSO really sharing the data and the excitement about it. Now, I was just ecstatic and relieved. We've had a team of people who have been working nonstop on this product. And when you work on these things, you never know if it's going to work. And we never expected that it would be 95% effective. And so to be able to hear that and to reflect on the long hours, long days, and long nights that so many people across the organization had put in and to begin to understand that this is the beginning of the end of this virus and that humanity could recover and get back to some degree of normalcy. I think in all of my career, certainly you wanna work on things that are impactful, but the impact of this one is especially significant because it's not just a small patient, the whole world, the whole world is a patient. It's definitely making an impact, um, even even as we hit, you know, a grim a grim reminder that we're still in this. Uh, here we are at five hundred thousand people who are no longer here. And on that note, there has been a lot of distrust from Black people about this vaccine and whether they should get it. How do you hope your involvement in developing the vaccine will help ease those concerns? Well, the history of you know clinical testing with Black folks, in particular this Tuskegee experiment, I think it's a good reason why Black people have been skeptical about vaccines and pharmaceutical companies in general. But I think you know since that experiment and over time, I think there've been significant improvements in that process, and there've been lots of work uh, that have been put in place such that uh, those type of experiments will not happen again. What I can say is that, you know, uh, it started with the clinical trials, right? As part of that trials, Pfizer really made a huge effort to try to recruit as many black people as possible as part of the trial. And I believe at last count, we were almost 10% of black folks in the clinical trial, which is really important. Um, What I can say is that, you know, at least for me, 
working at a company like Pfizer and being a part of the team that really developed this product, I have every confidence in it, right? I have personally taken it and I'm doing fine. The reality is black people are more impacted by this than any other group. And so the only way we get out of this is through vaccination. I was just reading um, the news that the life expectancy for black people is down by 2.7% from 2019 to 2020. And a big part of it is because of the COVID-19 disease. And so the only way, the only way we get out of this is through uh, vaccination. And, and the data really speaks for itself. So I hope despite all the skepticism that black folks will still trust the system and trust Pfizer and trust the data and, and take it because it will save lives. You kept saying the word trust, 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 trust. How do you even begin to secure trust when, based on history, that's just not realistic? Well, interviews like these with faces of Black folks who are part of it, I think is impactful. I think at Pfizer, we have a huge effort on health inequities, and we are going into communities to really try to make the case for the vaccine. So at the end of the day, yes, we are doing our part to ensure that we get the message to the whole Black community. And we have a, a huge group across Pfizer that are really focused on that. It is critical. It is critical that people take the vaccines because it doesn't matter if only a few people take it. The only way we get out is as many people take it as possible. And so I just hope they trust that things are a little different, that they trust that a number of the folks who have been involved in this project, not just at Pfizer, but at other companies. You know, I trust my wife. My wife has taken it. I trust that when my kids are ready, that they will take it. And it's just the only way to say Life, so. Now, you said that your wife has taken it, you've taken it. Do you have friends and family that are skeptical of getting the vaccine, even though they know that you helped develop it? Yes, but I think just talking to them and explaining to them what it is that makes up the vaccine has been hugely impactful. Uh, one of the first things that I did when I took the vaccine is I took a picture of myself and I sent it to my barbershop right here in St. Louis and encouraged them. You see, I have taken it, so make sure you've taken it. And I've sent such pictures to uh, my friends and family. I want to change gears here. What needs to happen in order to make the vaccination process more efficient? As you know, Pfizer, in essence, distributes the vaccines to the government and the government is responsible for making sure that it gets to people. So what we have been trying to do on our part is to ensure that we produce as much as possible because we know that the supply has been limited. And so there's significant effort to try to increase throughput. And in fact, our CEO and the president at our main site in Kalamazoo, uh, it was announced that we're going to increase, really double our productivity and increase throughput by twofold. So from our end, I think what we can do is continue to improve on the process and get as much vaccine out there as possible. The other thing that came out, which is critical, at least from the supply end as well, is the fact that right now we have just recently submitted data that shows that our vaccine can be stored at regular freezer temperature at pharmacies. And so that should really help in a significant way on the distribution of the vaccines to the government and to pharmacies. How much more vaccine can the company produce in the coming months? And will that allow us to reach herd immunity by the summer? I believe Pfizer had supplied over 40 million doses of the vaccine to the government. Our hope is that by the end of March, we would have 120 million doses uh, delivered. 
And by the end of May, we will have 200 million doses delivered. That is really two months ahead of our schedule. Um, and so I think we've just signed another deal for another $100 million, and I'm sure that will follow soon after that. And so there's been significant effort, really. I mean, I think we started off slow, but we've made significant improvements uh, to try to get as much out there as possible. So, um, you know, I've heard the government says, you know, between us and Moderna, I believe there should be about 600 million doses by July. And hopefully if all of that is used, it will lead towards getting us to a stage where this will not be an issue. There have been some mutations already with the coronavirus. How effective is the existing vaccine against coronavirus mutations? Thus far, we have done some in vitro test tube studies with our vaccine against the South African variant and the UK variant. And in both cases, we've seen a really strong immune response towards that. That makes us believe that our vaccine is likely to work against those two variants. Also, real-world data from uh, Israel and from the UK seems to indicate that our vaccine is very effective against the UK variant. So uh, we haven't yet started formal studies yet, but you know, I think as our CEO and many of our leaders have stated before, we are really working to set the foundation, the groundwork such that if there is any strain of the virus that has mutated, that we will be ready to develop a new vaccine even faster than we did the first one to work against it. How do you think you'll look back on this moment in time many years down the road? You know, every day when we come to work, we know we are coming to work on breakthroughs that will hopefully make a transformational change in people's lives. And I hope that I, I don't ever need to take medicines, right? Our medicines and stuff like that. But, you know, if you were sick and you were able to say that you took some of the medicine that you helped to develop, that's just a huge feeling. And for this particular one, years from now, many people will still be talking about the pandemic. And to be able to say that in your own little way, in your small part, you helped the world to get to a stage where we overcame this pandemic. I think that is the pinnacle of a career in my mind, that you helped make the world better. That was Paul Mensa, Vice President of Bioprocess Research and Development at Pfizer in St. Louis, speaking with St. Louis Public Radio's Marissa Ann Lewis-Thompson. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.